the beauty of the herbal oiling that I have found with my students and clients over the last 30 years is that it it not only does all this healing, but it provides this other piece that's that we need to know about herbalism and that's knowing about our body. Hello friends and welcome to the Medicine Stories podcast where we are remembering what it is to be human upon the earth. This is episode 53 and I'm your host Amber Magnolia Hill. Today I'm sharing my third interview with my teacher Cami McBride. Her last two interviews have been so wildly popular and well-received. The first was episode 20, Herbalism, Menstruation, and Innate Knowing. And then episode 39, Kitchen Herbalism, The Body Remembers. Uh, But we haven't talked about oils on the podcast yet, which is crazy because Cami taught me how to make herb-infused oils. They've been a huge, huge part of my life and have improved it vastly on so many levels. And Cami's the master. So I'm just so happy to finally have her on to talk about this. I did talk about them in episode 23, the profound medicine of herbal body oils, but we just get so much deeper into it today with Cami. So as she says in this episode, Every woman throughout time has taken some kind of plant and some kind of fat, put it together and used it as some kind of medicine. I love that. And the way I see it, herbal body oils are like the one remedy to rule them all. It's just the best intro into herbalism if you're new to it. I can't imagine a life without having many herbal body oils on my shelf. And I get asked about how to make them and how to use them all the time. And I'm so happy that my wonderful teacher, Cami teaches this online now. So I have a place to send people. This is how you make them. This is how you use them and learn from, again, truly like the master and an innovator in this form of herbal medicine making. So quick listener shout out. This is from Kelly Ireland, written in the Medicine Stories Facebook group. She said, just popping in to say thank you for pointing me, us, in the direction of Cami McBride. She rocks and has given me the confidence I needed to get on with making the oils I want. So this early August time of year um, is when Cami releases her amazing free videos online, Healing Herbal Oils Workshop. It's a series of three videos. And when you sign up to access them, you will learn how to make fresh plant infused herbal body oil and how to make dried plant infused herbal body oil. So the link to that is going to be in the show notes. They're only available for like a couple weeks. So hopefully if you're into it, you're listening um, right when this episode comes out because this, this is what people ask all the time. How do I know to make fresh or dried? And then how do I make fresh or dried? And what's the process with dried for extracting the most potent medicine? And with fresh, how am I... Um, preventing spoilage with all the 
little nuanced various things that can go wrong when you're working with a fresh plant in oil. Uh, It's almost like a chemistry experiment if you don't know what you're doing and what you're looking for and how to prevent that spoilage, which Cammie taught me years ago, which people are posting about in the Medicine Stories Facebook group all the time, and which you will learn how to do if you watch these videos. Um, So you'll be super stoked on that, I'm sure. Again, the link is in the show notes. It's so worth your time. And so the free videos are, you know, um, in a a sort of welcome to Cammie's full on fabulous handcrafted healing herbal oils online course, which has completely changed my life and changed my oil making in the last few years. I absolutely love it. So you, you know, you want to sign up for the free videos and get all that value and wisdom that people are constantly looking for and asking me for and posting about in my Facebook group. Um, And then if you want to, and if you're able to take it to like the next level and dive so much deeper into the online course, which you don't have to do if you just sign up for those free videos, but if you do, then you will receive my herbal body oiling ebook that I wrote four years ago and that I just updated. Um, called Herbal Body Oiling, Ancient Sacrament, Modern Necessity. So this is only if you sign up via my link, because of course I'm an affiliate for this course. I'm the, I'm singing um, the praises of herbal body oils all the time, year round for 10 years now. Um, I've been making them myself for 13 years, something like that. Um, if you sign up using my link, which is the one that you'll find in the show notes, uh, then you'll get my ebook, which is, oh, I don't even know how many pages it is now, 45, even longer, I think, since I just updated it. Um, and what is included in, in this ebook is a little introduction to like welcome you home to yourself and this remembrance of really deep, profound, sacred self-care, like beyond just hashtag self-care. I talk about what others have had to say after using herbal body oils, just some like testimonials and wise words from other humans who are remembering this ancient technique, Um, writing about what our ancestors knew about using fat on the body, telling a little bit of my story and how this overwhelmed mama with a highly sensitive nervous system um, found her medicine. And then we get deep into the functioning of the nervous system and how fats and oils, when applied to the skin, benefit, nourish the nerves. And then we talk about the lymphatic and immune systems, how to use herbal body oils, um, how to make fresh plant infused herbal body oils. So that's really what I have most experience in. It's only been in the last couple of years through Cami that I've learned more about the dry plant method. Um, So this is just like my step-by-step methods for using fresh plant oils. And then a partial list of healing herbs and their medicinal actions. A little bit about different carrier oils. Um, And then a conclusion, some uh, action steps for like first steps forward from here. Some resources, notes, and suggested reading. And then I have two bonuses. The first is called, What is the Difference Between Herbal Body Oils, Essential Oils, and Flower Essences? So it's really just breaking down some very um, 
often confused categories of herbal medicine for people who are new to the plant path. And then the second bonus is all about oil pooling, which I love doing so much, really haven't done since my youngest was born three years ago, because as if I have 20 minutes in the morning to myself to not be engaging and talking while I have oil in my mouth, but I love oil pulling and I can't wait to get back into it. Um, so let me read just one thing from this ebook to you. This is commonly reported effects of consistent herbal body oiling. So this is what I hear from my customers all the time. This is what I experience. This is what I've learned from Cami and other teachers and just talking to other herbalists who are using body oils in their daily life. Relaxed muscles, better sleep, increased immunity, softer, healthier skin, calmer nerves, better movement and less stiffness in the joints, pain relief, increased warmth and circulation, clearer thinking, feeling more centered, increased energy and stamina, and deeper self-knowledge and greater self-love. I know that last one sounds like a tall order, but you will hear Cami and I talk about that very thing in this interview and how we have both found that to be such an amazing outcome of using herbal body oils and getting to know the terrain of our own bodies on a deeper level. Um, so yeah, no, we're not talking about essential oils here and that bonus to my ebook really breaks down the difference, but just to make that clear at the beginning, we are talking about whole plant infused oils. So before we get into it, I am happy to announce that our St. John's wort herbal body oil is finally back in stock. We sold out early this year, back in the spring, um, we made a lot more this year. We searched high and far in the Sierra for beautiful, happy stands of joyful yellow St. John's wort flowers just dripping with hypericin. And the hypericin is the medicinal constituent of St. John's wort that you can see come out in the oil when you infuse it. And it's what gives it that deep, deep red color. That's how you know your St. John's Word oil is super potent and going to be so effective for so many things. I'm not even going to talk about it because Cami and I talked about it when we recorded this interview a few weeks ago. Um, but listen until the very end of the episode and I will give you a 10% off coupon code if you would like to score some St. John's Word oil for yourself and experience the magic <laughs> the medicine, the pain relief, the relaxation, the help with insomnia that St. John's Wort so effortlessly imparts when we use it. I can't imagine going a day of my life without St. John's Wort oil truly. And it's just a really good feeling to have it back in stock because so many people have been waiting for it because uh, it makes their lives better every day in so many ways. Um, so just briefly in the episode, Cami mentions Dr. Ladd, and I realize some people surely will not know who he is. I only do because, well, I'm an herbalist, um, but he's a well-known Ayurvedic physician and teacher who Cami studied with, Dr. Vasant Ladd, and um, I'll put a link in the show notes, of course, and then want to let you know that we ended up recording like the beginning and the ending of this episode on two different days, a couple weeks apart because of some sound issues. 
So there's a little bit of repeat, like not much at all, just a couple seconds worth, but maybe enough to make you go, wait, she just said that. Why'd she say it again? But that's why, because we recorded them a couple weeks apart. And then there's a little bit of like glitchy sounds at the end. It's not too bad, but just so you know, just so you know, my audio guy is amazing and he'll probably um, make it sound a lot better to you than it does to me at this moment. So, all right. That was a good intro. I think I said everything I needed to say. Listen to the end to get a 10% off coupon code that's going to expire August 19th, uh, 2019 for the St. John's Wort Oil. And check out the link right there in the show notes to sign up to receive these three free videos. And like they're long. It's, it's very valuable and full of content that you will want to dip back in forever and it will be yours forever. Um, and then yes. Oh, I'm, you guys are just going to love it. I'm so excited to hear the feedback from this one because I know how much herbal body oiling changes people's lives. And I know how many questions folks have since I get them all the time. And that this can seem like a confusing and overwhelming area of herbal medicine. And it really isn't. And Cami is just the perfect guide to to bring all of us into this um, deeply profound and beautiful healing medicine. So, all right, let's listen to the interview with my beautiful, wonderful, wise teacher, Cami McBride. Hi, Cami. Welcome back to Medicine Stories. Oh, Amber, so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, anytime, all the time. I invited you on today to talk about our shared favorite herbal application, which is body oils. And yeah, yeah, I oiled up a little bit before we got on the call today. Um, So you taught me how to make and really how to use whole plant infused body oils 12 years ago. And it immediately, truly like immediately dramatically changed my life. And so now I am curious who introduced you to this and how did it affect your life? Oh gosh. Well, you know, the thing is, is, um, well, first, first was Rosemary, um, Rosemary Gladstar, um, back in 1986. (laughs) And then I learned a lot more also from Michael Moore. And the thing is, is I was going, I, um, I was going to herb school and massage school at exactly the same time. And so I'd go to massage school and we'd slather this totally toxic petroleum stuff that was like an oil slick that you could feel for days on your skin. And then I'd go to herb class and Rosemary would say, well, don't put it on your skin if you can't eat it. <laughs> so it was just this like, okay, uh, I'm going to uh, work, you know, work on my herbal stuff right away because I don't want to use that all the petroleum stuff that people were using in in the 1980s in all the massage schools. And so I started making herbal oils right away. And there wasn't a lot of mentoring. Um, And so I made every mistake possible more than once, multiple times. (laughs) And I, you know, I was really, I didn't, I was terrified of, of using something on somebody that wasn't good for them or that might not be good for them or that they would have a reaction to. So I got really into it. I really watched my oils. I, I just, it just became 
uh, an obsession for me to make um, really shelf-stable oils that, that didn't go bad because I had so many oils that went bad in the beginning. And also to just, um, my, my clients, just they just loved it and they asked for more. And so I really got into um, just making all kinds of oils and blends and and it's it's just been amazing. I love these I love the herbal oils so much. I've seen them just have such an incredible impact on people. Yeah, so could you feel the difference right away between your herbal oils and the petroleum-based oils that you were using? Like do they feel different on your body? Yeah, well, first of all, they smelled incredible. <laughs> the herbal oils were just like a whole other class of aroma, right? And pleasure and just like wow, what, you know, people, I bring them and people just be like, what is this, you know? And, and yeah, definitely how you could feel because the petroleum oils, they clog up your skin and they're like slicky, you know? And, and yeah, no, I got rid of that right away. Yeah. <laughs> but I was raised using all of that, you know? Right. I loved oils and lotions since I was a young girl. I used to buy lotions and just use the chemical stuff all the way along. And so when the herbal stuff came along, it was just so, I was so happy. Mm, and it's like so truly hydrating and nourishing compared to the things you can buy at the store. Yeah, it's true. It really goes into your skin and moisturizes and feeds. It feeds your body instead of clogging it up. Mm, that's a good way to put it. Um, and then I'm sure you were using the herbal oils to support your own body as you had this decades long massage practice, which can be really hard on people's bodies. That is so true. So I got trained in a lot of different modalities, <clears throat> including deep tissue. And over the years, I saw a lot of people doing deep tissue just kind of fall off the fall off the cliff. They just couldn't do it anymore, you know. And I I mean, I did a lot of body work and I really feel like um, having those oils and using those oils, that the oils were healing me at the same time. And I have a lot of students that are massage therapists that say the same thing, that it's, it's the oils that have kept them healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe it. Um, what, what herbs do you tend to go to over and over again to use in your oils? I love calendula and I love St. John's wort. I like mugwort, lavender, arnica. Those are those are really really big go-tos. Yeah, yeah. The St. John's wort for me is such a big one. And you know what I'm remembering right now? I remember you teaching me that when you add mugwort into a blend, it helps like bring the medicine deeper into the body. And I always think of that as mugwort as like a, a deepening herb. Right. It's kind of like a, it's a driver. It, it care, It's a carrier. It helps to, as a penetrating and carrier herb. And so you can add a little bit of that herb to your formulas and it will help to, to deliver whatever herb you're using, whatever herbal oil you're using. Mm, and it will add its amazing scent medicine as well. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about St. John's wort oil. I feel like this is, you know, just the, the master, the master <laughs> herb for using topically and helping with so so many things um how do you what do you tend to use it for and what do you see it being useful for oh my gosh that oil 
bruises, burns, cuts, eczema, growing pains, inflamed skin, muscle pain, nerve pain, neck, pain. Te neck tension, scars, scrapes, <laughs> sciatica, smashed fingers. Oh my gosh, I had someone arrive at my house one time and with a friend and she smashed her finger in the car when she... <laughs> I'm just like, oh gosh, yeah. And so we just soaked it in St. John's Word oil, and it's amazing. It just turned the whole thing around and burns, you know, first and second degree burns. It's just the most incredible. And it's also just a great massage oil, right? To relax your muscles and just anti-spasmodic, you know, and spasmodic calm things down. It's just, it's such an incredible oil. And it's, yeah, and it's 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 one of those ones is that if if you really um, if you really need it, like if you really if you get a burn or um, really have a bad strain or something, you you need quite a bit of it, right? And I think you know it, it's like we look out and like echinacea tincture is a household name and elderberry syrup is a household name, but I, I feel like the herbal infused oils aren't there yet because when you do really need them, you need a lot. And so I think people don't understand how much they can be used for because they go to this, you know, they don't, they've got a two ounce bottle and you just don't have enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of those herbal oil, herbal medicines that you really, you really do want to learn how to make yourself. Right. Because, um, you're meaning like over, over time, like you don't need to use all the two ounces at once, but if you're going to really be like trying to treat something over the long, over the long term, then you do need like a whole quart or a gallon, or maybe even more of this oil in your life. And it's expensive to buy it from people, but it's not expensive at all to make it yourself. And it's really easy. And so we're going to get, we're going to get into that a little later in this conversation, but um, so St. John's Wort has this affinity for the nerves, right? That's why it's great for sciatica, but really all herbal body oils have an affinity for the nervous system because the fat of the oils goes right into the nerves and like nourishes and soothes them. And that's what makes herbal body oiling so effective for people, for pain, for insomnia, for anxiety, tension, like everything that everyone is dealing with in the modern world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we really do. <clears throat> we don't think of it, but we really do impact our nervous system when we oil. And it's really a big part of, you know, it makes us feel good, but we're, we, we have a direct access to the nerves. And the thing is, is if the nerves are, if the skin is dry, so if you're slightly dehydrated now, then if the skin is dry, then the nerves are dry. The nerves are below the skin. And when the nerves are a little bit dehydrated, the synapses, they don't communicate, they don't function as well. Um, we start to get a little bit more irritated. That's why, you know, <clears throat> a lot of times in the summer and the fall, people will talk about how they get more anxious and more irritated. It's because of that dehydration and the accumulation of the weather starts to affect the nerves. And so staying moisturized through the skin helps you to stay calm and more grounded. And I, I know for myself, when I don't oil for a little while, like when I travel, I don't, I'm not as good at doing it. And I start to, I really notice that I become a little bit more like kind of judgmental and irritable. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, oh, my, my nerves are not, my nerves, I need to oil. And I, I remember one time, you know, many, many years ago being in class with Dr. Ladd and one of the students, um, she came to class and she came late and she had been, 
in a car accident and you could just see she was disheveled. She was just, you know, she was there, but she was not there. She was, she had just been hit. Right. And so Dr. Ladd said, it's time to dip her in oil. <laughs> you know, it's time to just take her and dip her in oil. And, you know, I just had this image of this big vat of oil, <laughs> you know, and, and so, but he, he said, you know, we just get her on the table, we warm up the oil, we warm her up and we get as much oil on her as her body will absorb right now. And then, um, you know, twice a day, you just oil as much as the body will absorb at a time. And that oiling um, helps to calm and ground your nervous system when you get ungrounded, you know? So um, when, the, when the agitation and the irritation takes over and you're, you're irritated, agitated, um, anxious, that's in, in Ayurveda, that's vata, that's the air taking over. And so the antidote to air is, um, is earth and water and oil, right? So the oil is very unctuous and grounding and it's, it, it really takes the air and calms it down. When I say air, I mean the anxiety or the, the irritation. And so oil is the antidote to nervousness. You know, we don't think of that. We think like, oh, I'm anxious. I got to meditate or whatever. Yeah, that's all really good. But oiling is is seriously as good as meditating. It really helps to settle the nervous system and bring it back to a parasympathetic state. Or we also think like, oh, I need to take something, you know, like it could be like a pharmaceutical or even smoking weed or just like a lemon balm tincture but really, instead of taking something, we can just be putting something on our skin. Yeah, yes. And and the thing is, is we're affecting the blood, we're affecting the nerves, we're affecting the lymph. And so the, the you know, it's, it's a self-care, you know, touching your body and putting these oils on your body, it grounds the, the nervous system. It also really nourishes the lymph system because if your skin is dry, your lymph system is dry. Is, is dehydrated and the lymph system carries your immune system. So this is these, this is just a whole other way of thinking about our herbal infused oils that it's not only um, our, our nervous, really supports our nerves and our, our mood, but it also, it's an, you know, the skin is an immunologic organ, right? There are billions of immune cells in the skin. I mean, the skin is packed with immune cells. So, you know, so that like when you get a cut and a scrape, the immunity is there to just fight it off, right? So your skin, I mean, that's like, you know, you get a cut and your immune system's boom, it's right there. So we, when we, when we take care of the skin this way, we're also supporting the immune system, right? So it's cold and flu prevention. It's, it's, it's immune support. And that's just kind of something that most people don't think of. That's really, if we can just, if that's just one thing that people can take from this, that, that keeping your skin moisturized supports your immunity. Yeah. It's like, um, in my ebook on herbal body oily, and I have this line that the nervous system is your body's interface with the rest of the world. And mm. that's true. But hearing you talk about the immune system, it's like, well, actually, so is the immune system. You know, the immune system is what differentiates self from other. So in this like very real way, um, body oiling supports two of the most important systems that keep us feeling good and, and actually being healthy. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, you, it, when you, when you start doing it, when you start oiling, as you know, I know you know, on a regular basis, and then you don't do it for a while, you, you notice. If you never do it, it's kind of like you don't, you don't notice. But once you start it, you know, once you put that little habit, and the ha it doesn't have to be, you know, I mean, sure, it's great if you've got an hour or whatever, but it can be three minutes a day. You know, it can be five minutes before you go to bed and you can just do your feet, right? So it doesn't have to be huge, but if you get it in place, you you will notice, you know, like if I go out and I haven't, you know, taken care of my skin, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's just, <laughs> there's going to be more stress involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I well, I notice like, for me, it feels like when I oil, especially in the morning, and then I go out about my day, I feel like I have this sort of like etheric shield up around me, where the sensory stimuli and things coming at me that would normally stress me out just kind of get like, stopped and diluted before they really hit me and, and send me into like an anxiety or stress spiral. So now whenever I have a big day coming up, especially if I'm going to be out most of the time, because even just running errands like can be pretty taxing on my nervous system, I just oil first and it makes all the difference in the world. That's so beautiful how you said that, Amber. That, that's, that's beautiful. Like you just feel like you wrap yourself and protect yourself and you just are more protected when you go out in the world. That's, yes, that's... Yeah, it's yeah. a really simple thing that people can do that's 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 hasn't really made it into kind of the culture, you know? Right. So I'm all about that. <laughs> yes, you are. We talked about, about that. like this the oiling it takes it just affects so many pieces. Yeah, and for much in one swoop. Oh, sorry, you're cutting out a little bit. Um are you hearing me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. I'm hearing you too. Um, and for the whole family too, like for for parents or anyone with children in your lives, it is amazing how effective this can be because kids get spun out all the time. That's kind of their nature. And especially in this culture, if they're you know, not eating the best food or have a lot of media exposure or it's really overwhelming at school for them, um, uh, just a little body oil, it's amazing how much it can ground them and, and calm them down. Yeah, I mean, what I love is that this is such a safe, I mean, herbs are safe in general, but this is such a great home remedy because your kids can slop around in it, literally, you know, and if you you teach them this really simple thing, they, they pick it up right away. They love playing with the oils. <laughs> they love like getting a big old jar of salve and using the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things that I am really loving right now that... Um, I, I mean, I teach a lot of different body care applications in my course, handcrafted healing herbal oils, but I just want to talk about earlobe oiling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Amber, I know you do fit, foot oiling, but um, oiling your earlobes. <laughs> Dr. Ladd used to teach us to hold our earlobes and, um, you know, cause all the nerve, it's like your feet, right? Like all the nerve endings in your ears. And so if you just take your herbal oil, like your St. John's oil, your calendula oil, or your chamomile infused oil, and you just rub, you just rub it into your earlobes and your ears, it is so grounding and so calming. And so if your kids don't want to do like their whole body or whatever, you can teach them just to oil their ears and their earlobes. <laughs> 
that is so that makes so much sense to me because um holding the pressure points on the earlobes and actually all around the herbs was taught to me by a truly wise and potent healer a native polynesian man who's just steeped in the medicine ways of his ancestors who i met in high school so that was one of his like hacks when i was really for me when i was really going through a lot of anxiety and anxiety attacks and a ton of stress during my college years was like pay attention to the ears and just like squeeze all around them mm. um so that makes so much sense about the earlobe oiling and you mentioned that to me recently and then two nights ago i spent the night in a hotel room in san francisco and I always have a hard time sleeping the first night away from home. Um, and even though we had like the white noise machine, I had my heating pad and just had like everything, like my eye mask, you know, <laughs> set up for optimal sleep. I just laid in bed and finally at 3 a.m. I was like, oh, I have an oil with me. So I got out of bed and I oiled the soles of my feet and my ears and got back in bed and fell right asleep. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Puts you to sleep. Puts you to I sleep. Same thing. If I wake up in the night and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I oil my feet. I put my socks on and I go and it puts me to sleep. Yeah. And I think that's a really important thing to touch on here. We did talk about the nervous system and anxiety and things that everyone is going through, but um, related to all that is sleep. And so many people are dealing with sleep issues. And I have heard from just dozens of customers who have bought body oil from me and especially St. John's word oil, although really like any body oil will work, say that if they just oil before bed, it makes all the difference in the quality of sleep they get that night. I know such a simple thing, right? Such a simple thing. Yeah. And you know, we, we know that many, many traditional peoples throughout the world really um, when they, when they slaughtered an animal and they took the organs and the parts they were going to use for food, and then they would render the fat and they would use it on their bodies. You know, they knew, of course they knew. Yeah. I mean, it, this is as simple as any person anywhere in the world taking whatever herb and whatever fat they have access to and putting it on their body and just that intuitive knowing that the fat is so good for us, you know, and you know, the other thing that I just really love about the herbal oils and the body, the body oiling is, you know, I know a lot of people listening, you know, we're, we're, we're all into learning home herbalism. We're all into um, healing and building our home herbalism skills. And the thing is, is that herbalism, it's not just about learning about the herbs. The thing is, it's, it's about learning. It's about developing body literacy. So it's a pretty big thing to learn about the herbs, the earth and your body. right? And so it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's hard to learn herbs when you like wait till you're sick and you have like, oh, I need this herb, but how do you know how much to take? I mean, there's actually nobody that can tell you how much herbs to take and how long to take. I mean, even when medical doctors, when they prescribe medicine, it's, it's, you know, they're using statistics to tell you how much and how long to take it. They don't even really know. And a lot of them don't agree. Right. And so body literacy is a huge part of being able to implement home herbalism, listening to your body, understanding, tracking, right? It's kind of like, you know, you, you hear the birds every day, right? But you can hear them your entire life, but you don't know what you, you don't know what they're saying unless you really put some effort into it. Same thing with your body. Your body is talking to you every day, but if we weren't raised learning how to listen to it, then it's, it, it's like just like bird song and so the beauty of the herbal oiling 
that I have found with my students and clients over the last 30 years is that it, it not only does all this healing, but it provides this other piece that's that we need to know about herbalism and that's knowing about our body and creating the space to track it and listen to it. And so you have this incredible herbal remedy that also guides you, you know, into your body and into being able to um, hear and listen and track your body and, you know, deep, it helps you um, develop deep listening to your body and you don't even really know it's happening, but over time, it, it, that's what it does. Well, I am not at all surprised to hear you say that because I have found the exact same thing to be true. You know, at some point years into my herbal body oiling practice, I realized like I know myself so much better now than I did just a few years ago. And I write about that in my ebook too. Like it's getting to know the terrain of your own body and like how many cultural messages do we get taking us away, taking our focus away from ourselves and, and telling us to hate ourselves and hate our <laughs> physical bodies, you know? So the more I've oiled, just the more self-love comes so easily and so naturally, the more quickly I'm able to determine if something weird is going on with my body or something is, you know, out of place, unusual. And, and through the act of getting to know the terrain of my body physically on that deep level, I've just gotten to know myself more deeply on a, you know, spiritual, mental, emotional, like soul level because of the stillness that it brings when you nourish the nervous system like that. Yeah, that's beautifully said. It's, you know, they give you that direct experience. It's not just herbal medicine, it's direct experience with your body and listening to your body. I, I love that, that part of it. Because I mean, I know, I don't know, I wasn't raised with a single message. I mean, I was taught to brush my teeth and comb my hair. <laughs> Make sure your hair's combed. Don't go outside without your hair combed. That's, that's the extent of my self-care lessons, right? <laughs> and so it's, it was about, you know, the weather or the traffic or the, or getting whatever. There was not a single message. And so I'm, I'm just as I, I, it's been a lifelong, um, work to to do that to to learn to listen to my body and I know we all have you know there still is not body literacy in being taught in our schools and hardly anywhere in the culture right and so how are you how are the young people in your life going to learn that that's that's the question what are you gonna what do you what do we bring into our homes that teaches them that Right, because now it's not just the weather and the traffic reports that are vying for their attention. It's, you know, the pings going off in their cell phone in their pocket every three seconds. It's true. It's a lot more complicated. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I love that you really focus on this. And we talked about this the first time you were on the show, too, is um, like embedding self-care into the home culture. And body oiling is such a good way to do this. And it makes me think about... Um, how like I read you say somewhere that you have oils like everywhere in your house and even in your car. I do. I have, I have oil in my car for when we get stuck and I'll just oil my hands or the back of my neck, you know, but we have oil in our living room too, because when we're sitting, we have, um, we have like family check-ins in the evening. Um, my son's a teenager now. So now it's like, we're not hanging out. We're checking in. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're going over the schedule. And so it's like the oils are in there. So we'll just like, he'll be in, oh, there's your foot. Okay. Hmm, let's, you know, it's just like there. Right. And then next to my bed, I have a lot of oils next to my bed because that's where it all really happens. Right before I, um, right before I go to bed is when I do most of my oiling. So, and then I have flannel sheets that I cut up and just put it on the bed, you know, so it doesn't get all over the place. And, and yeah, you just want these, you just, you want these little reminders around the house. Just keep, keep your oils. They're your, they're little workhorses that you ha can have everywhere to help you. They're little allies, little bottles of allies all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I keep some in my workspace that I'm in right now and next to the bathtub. I'm a frequent bath taker and I add a little bit of oil to almost everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm thinking about keeping it in like the per in your purse too when you're going places. And of course, I would never travel without a bottle. Never. Cause I, <laughs> I mean, because you're traveling, you're either sitting in a car or sitting on an airplane, probably. And you know, both of those things, long term or even short term for flying, um, really do a number on my body. But having one in your purse or on the go, I'm remembering this story that I heard you tell once about uh, your great aunt Jackie. Oh, yeah. Yes. I love that story. Thank you for remembering that story. Yeah. That's, it's, it's stories. It's so, so good to keep them alive. So I have a, a great aunt that was um, just a huge influence in my life. She was really loved the earth and she lived on a lake her whole life and she helped take care of that lake and helped protect that lake. And, um, so one one day, so I always went and visited her. She lived about two hours from me. And one day my husband and I, we stopped by to see her and we came in and she was just laying on the couch. She looked like she was dying. She was just, she had a cold and she was just, just laying there, you know, and we came in and I, I could tell she was dehydrated and her body was cold and her skin was so dry. And of course I had oil in the car. <laughs> And so we made her some tea, we made her some soup, and and I started oiling her hands. First she was like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and then eventually I got up her arms and her feet, and I just started oiling, and I oiled her. And it was like watching someone come back from the dead, you know? She just, she started, she smiled, and she cracked a couple jokes, and you could just tell that the hydration and the, the her skin, just moisturizing her skin, it, it just... Oh, it just made her feel so much better. And it was such a simple thing that we could do. I, I love thinking of her just, <laughs> you know, she cracked a smile while I was rubbing her feet, you know? <laughs> um, I That brings me back to what we were talking about earlier too, about um, just getting to know the body and how when you get into herbalism, you realize not only are you learning about plants, but you're learning about the human body and how many people would not ever notice the dryness of another person's skin like you noticed that her skin was dry because because you're a healer and because you loved her and cared about her that that was something you were able to tune into and then have this really simple remedy for that could make her feel so much better in that time of need right and and that's something that we all can just really start to that's a simple thing that we can all take away from our our conversation today is that you just start to notice the skin of everybody around you so whenever anybody anybody that i know comes up to me like i notice what's happening with their skin immediately with just it is unconsciously you know just intuitively and and so you it's just something that you become aware of 
like the signs of dehydration, you know, a lot of times we know the signs of like chapped lips, but to just become, have the skin be one of the things we track for when somebody around us says, oh, I'm not feeling that great. Oh, well, let's, let's look at your skin. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. The people I know who have been like deeply trained in Ayurveda and Chinese medicine and other forms of systems of healing like that, they, yeah, they just assess people immediately when they walk up, you know, like, Oh, did you notice this and that and that about her? And I'm like, wow, that's so amazing that, cause most of us just aren't looking for, yeah, for signs of health and other people's like faces, teeth, skin, countenance, the way that people have been trained to do that do. I think it's really neat. Um, so let's talk about, about how to make them. Okay. So you, I mean, I feel like you've really pioneered this. Like, you know, you learn things from Rosemary, from Michael Moore, but you've just spent decades in the kitchen working on your oils and having a lot of failures that you've learned from and developing techniques that you share with people. And so I just get questions from people all the time about making herbal oils and, it's somewhat more complicated than other forms of, um, of herbal medicine. So I'm gonna start out with a question that someone wrote to me to ask you, which was, is it like tincturing, but with oil instead of booze? Is it like tincturing, say it again? Yeah, to make an herbal oil, is it like making a tincture, but you just merely substitute the oil for the alcohol? No, it's not at all. Alcohol is really easy because alcohol <laughs> just um, kills all bacteria. Oil harbors bacteria. And especially I'm seeing so many fresh plant oils. I've seen so many, especially calendula oils that just are not, that are just not shelf stable and borderline. I was somewhere just recently and I, somebody showed me their calendula oil and I just said, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, but let's look at these signs, right? There's, it's just smell it. And so it's, it's not, the oil has many more steps and you have to pay more attention. You know, you can make a tincture and throw it in the back of the cabinet and leave it there for a year. <laughs> and it's most likely going to still be okay, you know, mm -hmm. because the alcohol. So no, the oils and the, you know, they, you can, Learning to make shelf stable and potent oils, there there are a lot of different steps to it. So no, it's not the same. It's not the same. It it takes more attention um, and more time, but it's totally worth it. So <laughs> the second big question I get, and this is related because spoilage is is the big issue that people are looking at here, and related to that is how do you know which herbs to use fresh and which herbs to use dry. Okay, that's a great question. Yeah, I get that question all the time too. So first of all, <clears throat> that is a question that you can only learn herb by herb. You have to learn that herb by herb. There's no like blanket, you know, I, I think I've, I've really put together the largest resource, resource on herbal oils that, that's out there right now. And it, you just have to learn herb by herb. That's just all there is to it. And the thing, then, then, then there are many other things. It's like what time of the year? There's some herbs that if you harvest them later in the summer when there's less oil, less water in the environment, then and there's less water in the plant. You could you could get away with making a fresh oil, fresh plant oil. Whereas in the spring, it, it's still too watery, right? And then there are there are some plants that just have too much water and not enough antimicrobial properties. Then you just it's got to be a dry plant method oil, you know. So there's a lot of different there's it's like the time of year, the the nature of the plant. Yeah, there's a lot of different considerations. There are. And I think this is something you do get in 
get into a little more plant by plant in your course. Yeah. Oh yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so this is something you have figured out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Trial by trial. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the worst thing is like you, you make an oil, like it's so beautiful. And then you make a product out of it, right? You make a salve or a lotion or something, and then you give it to someone, but you're not, it's like, hmm, I think this is going to last. Mm-hmm. Right. right. <laughs> so even if it doesn't mold as it's being made or immediately, if it, there's still a chance that it will spoil really quickly once it's out there. Right. And then people start wanting to know like what preservatives. And it's like, well, okay, before we start wondering what all the preservatives we need, let's go back and make our oil in the best way possible so that it in itself has a shelf life, a stable shelf life, instead of just going, well, you know, I'll just do it, whatever, and, or I'm not really sure, and then, but let's just go for the preservatives. It's like, I don't use, I actually don't use any preservatives in my oils. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, so you do have this incredible dry plant method that you teach that, you know, is not going to spoil but then there are plants such as St. John's wort that really need to be used fresh. Um, if you make a fresh plant St. John's wort oil, and then next to it, you put a dried plant St. John's wort oil, as a friend of mine did once and posted on Instagram, you'll see that the fresh plant is this deep red color. It has the medicine in it. It, it extracted the hypericin. And then the dried plant one is just like this dull yellowish orange thing. So that being one that really should be used um, fresh for optimal potency in medicine, what can people do to prevent spoilage when they're making fresh plant oils? Yeah, so that's, yeah, um, there's, first of all, you have to start with a really good carrier oil. Make sure that you know your source of the carrier oil that you use and that it's not old, right? And develop your nose. So I have people do this um, experiment of oils gone bad and just leave some oil out like an ounce and just, because it's easy to know when an oil is bad, you know, it's like, oh, but if you also want to develop your nose for when your oil is going bad, Mm -hmm. there are subtle you know, aromas as something's going bad. And you want to develop your nose for that. Like, what does it smell like when it's very first starting to turn, right? Um, but the other thing is you, you, you want to avoid fluctuating temperature and exposure to light, exposure to oxygen and moisture. So though all of those things, how you store it, where you store it, how you use it, you don't double dip, you don't put your fingers in the oil, you know, all of those things um, contribute to the shelf life of the oil. But really, it's um, starting with a good carrier oil, knowing your plant, and making the, the me- using the method that's the best for that plant is really, um, you know, unless you just leave your sun, your oil out in the sun, that's, that's your best bet. It's just really making a good oil. What do you mean? Unless you just leave it out in the sun? Yeah. So if you just, if you, um, make your oil and then just give it total exposure, like leave the top off and leave it in the sun and, you know, let it just oxidize, you know, the, 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 the light, and the oxygen and the moisture are, are really, that those will turn your oils really quickly. Mm-hmm. So like you leave the top off outside or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay, that's a, what you just went over, you have an acronym for that. 
Yeah, it's called Flam. I just made like little, I make it so F-L-A-H-M. So fluctuating temperature, light, air, heat, and moisture. Flam. You do not want to flam your oils. <laughs> <laughs> it's really simple, but like, you know, it, it's, you got to put it all together, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking about that acronym right now. And for me, it's pretty easy to take care of most of those, you know, don't put it in the light, um, you know, easy stuff, but the air is really what comes up for me mostly or used to with molding. I haven't had an oil mold in years and years because I do what you taught me, which is I constantly check them. Like every single day I check them, but what can happen with the fresh plants. And again, you taught me exactly how to, how to take care of this. So we do it, but, um, they, they like rise, the oil rises up over time and then spills out, even if you've got your lid on really tight and then it kind of recedes and goes back down again and leaves air in there. Even if you poured the oil to the very, 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 very top when you screwed your lid on. So we just have to be constantly checking, you know, and we put um, a plate or we put like um, pot the things you put under potted plants in your house, we buy those like plasticky things to put underneath our jars now and the oil spills over and then that creates like a little bubble pocket of air and that can cause molding. So every single day we check, we stir and we top the oil off. Good. Yep, that's good. And so it is somewhat, um, I mean, I don't want to say labor intensive, like it's not that hard, you know, but it definitely takes attention and time. And usually after the first couple weeks, that whole cycle stops and it settles in a way. But when I'm just hearing people all the time and they post in my medicine stories, Facebook group, it molded, you know, it went bad. I'm like, I, that's, it's the air mostly that I'm seeing come up for people. Right, because the plant pops up into the air, and then it's where the oil, and then it's where the air and the water and the oil meet, and you'll see the mold on the top. And that is also why I love the dry plant method because you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, but then you also have this brilliant thing that Michael Moore taught you about adding just a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of vodka when you're doing. You do this for the dry. Uh, method but for fresh plant method as well and we started doing that recently and it makes a huge difference in how like active bubbly um our fresh plant oils are yeah yeah that's that I'm, i know you we were just talking about i'm so glad that you know that that helped you yeah it just um adds that like extra layer layer of preservation and then also helps to bring out more of the medicine of the plant yeah absolutely Yeah. So another question that people ask both of us a lot, I know you have good perspective (laughs) on is solar infusions. It's really popular, especially with St. John's wort oil to put it out in the sun. And there's a lot of controversy around it. Like I, for one, don't do that because light, that's the L and flam, um, right. light can break down oils. So what, what, what have you seen around this? <laughs> okay, this is such a good question. So, you know, with my course, I've had about, I think, you know, I'm not, around 1,200 people go through my oils course now. And so I have heard every, I think I've heard every question possible. And this question is one that people argue over. 
And, and so I have heard every, like the gamut of like, no, you never put your oils in the sun. And of course, right. The light. Right. And then I have people that are like, well, you, it doesn't work if you don't put it in the sun. I've been making my oil in the sun for 30 years and, and it works just fine and it lasts forever. And so <laughs> I think this thing of like, there's one way to make it just is not true. And what I noticed when I just kind of put all that, you know, that argument, because <laughs> it did turn into an argument for some people, um, I noticed that people that live in Arizona and Texas and in hot places, they don't use the sun, but the medicine makers in the more damp and um, like the Pacific Northwest, they do solar infusions and they they swear by them and so it really a lot of it has to do with how you were taught um the, your experience and where you live the climate i think there's so much you know we're looking for the one way to make an herbal medicine but there's so much that goes into it we have to think about our climate the climate of our kitchen and the climate of where we live plays a huge role in how we make our medicines I love that. I love that, you know, it's not just, this is the right way. It's one or the other. Um, and I, and, and I felt that way, like, no, why would you ever do that? <laughs> you know? Oh, I know. I've watched people argue over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. And after I have like 200 people talking about it, it's just like, okay, I need to like figure out what, what's the, what's the, what's the thread here? What's really happening? And so that's what I came up with. Um, and then, you know, I loved watching, there was a video where Rosemary Gladstar was saying, we always put the lid on our herbal tea. And then Phyllis Light's like, we never put the lid on our tea. Take the lid off. <laughs> and so then I'm like, okay, that's it right there. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is something that's really good for people who are new to herbalism to understand is that I always say herbalism is vast. And one of the ways it's vast is that there's really like almost no actual right way to do anything. And everyone has their own ideas about how to do it. Traditional peoples have done it differently in different places around the world forever. And it's just almost personal preference, experimentation, seeing what works for you. It's we are so like in this culture of the expert, we're so caught up in, but what's the right way to do it? Am I doing it wrong? Am I messing it up? Am I showing how inexperienced I am? When with herbalism, it's just like, fun and um, experimental and a way to just like learn and keep keep deepening again with the plants and with your own body and knowledge. Right. I, I think that's part of also like I encourage people to slow down and go deeper with fewer plants and fewer preparations, like, like get into the oils. You know, the, the, the amazing thing about the oils is they cover self-care, first aid. They have so many applications that you can just settle into one thing and not have to know it all. It's the know, trying to know it all. You know, we're trying to download thousands of years of knowledge in a really short amount of time because of our cultural disruption and people are just like oh, I gotta learn it we're trying to learn what took generations to learn in the past and it's creating anxiety and and so it's for like you're talking about to just slow down or to just realize how vast it is and and to keep it enjoyable and not try to learn it all yeah, and when you do start feeling anxious about it, just go oil your earlobes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so if you're going to be making an oil blend, say two or three oils, 
Do you put all three of those herbs in your jar or do you make three separate jars and then blend after they've steeped and been strained? Okay, great. Good. This is a good question. Again, it's interesting. I've had about 1200 people go through my handcrafted healing herbal oils course. And so it's like, the I, I feel like I've answered every possible question that there ever is in the world. <laughs> yep, I bet. <laughs> so it's the most um, concentrated source of, of information on herbal oils. And this is a really common question. And so I've thought about it a lot. And so there's a couple layers to it. And one, for me, I, when you're first learning, I recommend that you do your oils separately. You make your calendula oil, you make your chamomile oil, right? You make everything separately because that's how you're going to learn about that oil, right? And that's how you're going to know, wow, I really like it for this. I don't like it for that. You know, using it, the, the sim, what we call simpling individually, okay? And then so then as you know the oil, and, and, and you get to know your oils and you get to know your oils individually, then you start blending, you know, and, and it, I actually had somebody contact me recently. She said, Oh, I just, I made this oil and I had five herbs in it and my skin broke out. What do you think it was? Mm. I was like, well, there's no way for us to know you had five things in there. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to like try each one of those first and see if they're all good for you and then see, you know, because once it's all mixed together, there's, there's no way for us to know which one made the formula go bad or which one people reacted to. So especially when you're first beginning, I recommend for the learning process to do things individually. However, sometimes people are just inspired. It's like they get an inspiration to mix this, that, and the other thing together and just come up with the most beautiful incredible blend that you've ever seen in your life you know so I don't want to discourage that either right but so you see the it, like again there's a recommendation for the learning process and then also it's like cooking you know a little bit of this a little bit of that like let yourself just let your soul just fly with it yes and I will say too on the side of steeping them separately which is what I do then you can retain some, you know, to experiment with other things as well. Whereas if you put them all into the same jar from the get-go, you can't separate them out later and be like, oh, but what would it be like if I mix this one with that one and then this one with that one? And, you know, you get, it's like having more ingredients to play with later. Absolutely. Instead of having the curry all made up, yeah. you know, you have curry <laughs> ingredients all separated so that, you know, I like more cumin in mine. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Um, what about oiling the face? People are terrified to oil their face. Yeah. You know, it, um, so this is something, again, that I really didn't know the answer to. And it's something that, you know, my answer is, is something that I've just observed for, you know, a, a well over a thousand people over my, you know, 30 something years. And what I've seen is like the gamut, right? The Just the total gamut of, oh, this oil does good with me. This oil doesn't good do with me. And also it changes. It changes depending on the time of the year. It depends on the, to the time in your life. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, if you, it's something that I recommend trying and just using like a jojoba oil or a sesame oil, and what you do is you just put like, you know, a few drops of oil in your hand and you mix it together with, you can just, you can either just put the oil on your skin 
or you can mix it with a little water in your, I mean, that's what a lotion is, right? A lotion is water and oil emulsified with a preservative. And so you can just make that lotion right there in your hand with the oil and the water and put that on your skin and see how that is for you. Because so much of the cleansers, they, they strip our skin. You know how your skin feels all tight? Like I don't use any soap on my skin at all, ever, mm, yeah. right? At all. I just use oil. I use oil to clean my skin and it really... One of the other things you can do is you can put those few drops of oil and then just get a warm washcloth and just have that washcloth sit on your face and then just lightly wash it off and just try it for mm. a week and see how it is for you. Yeah, I, um, I've been using oil on my face for years and years and years and years. And I've said this before, but I get complimented on my skin all the time. And I just use a little spray like a mist. Mm -hmm. And then, and then my oil and yeah, my, my skin will look oily for about 10 minutes afterward. And so I just make sure I do it in enough time before I'm going to leave the house. You know, um, a lot of people are just afraid that they're going to look oily all day or that it's going to make their skin oilier. And in my experience and what I've heard from many other people is that that's really just not the case. Right. So yeah. Tell, if you have anything else that you feel called to say, then please go ahead and do so. But I want you to please tell us more about your course that has completely changed my life, changed my approach to oil making, and has been such a joy. Because, I mean, I was lucky. I got to take a class with you in person. I got to learn this from you in real life in the kitchen. And not everyone has that access. And so being able to watch you do it on video is absolutely the next best thing. And it's so much better than trying to understand a complex multi-step process like this um, by reading something. Right. So you, you can come into the kitchen with me. I'm on video. I'm there. <laughs> you can prop me up in your kitchen and I'll walk you through step by step. And it's really, um, again, it's th this handcrafted healing herbal oils. I did this because I was just seeing way too many products that just were not shelf stable. That's, that's, the, that's one of the main reasons is there were just too many, too many not shelf stable products out there. And then the other thing is, is that there's just the incredible obsession with essential oils. You know, it's like we can get back to, I mean, every, every woman throughout time has taken some kind of plant and some kind of fat, put it together and used it as medicine. Yes. <laughs> right. In a really inexpensive way. And that's what this is about. And the thing is, is that, you know, as herbalism explodes and just becomes, is becoming so much more of, of what's happening out there. I'm seeing so many products, but I'm, I'm not really seeing people nail their oils, their herbal oils. There's too many experiments. There's too many kind of oils gone bad. And also it's not, it's not really taking off. You know, it's like St. John's Wort tincture, Echinacea tincture are household names, but our infused herbal oils are not. And I, and I think the reason that is, is that in order for the oils to really work for you, to be able to really use them, you actually need a lot right? You don't, like one ounce is just not going to cut it if you've got some nerve pain, right? right. And if you've got a sprain, four, two, two ounces is not going to cut it. And so I think that part of the reason why people don't really know how powerful the oils are is because they haven't worked with enough. Right. And you don't mean you're going to use that two ounces in one sitting. You mean like over the course of weeks or months, you really want a consistent supply. 
Right. Yeah. You want a consistent supply. And also if you hurt, hurt yourself and you have a contusion, you're going to, you know, you're going to be applying it four or five times a day. Or if you have a burn, right. And you need to use St. John's where you're going to be applying, you're going to, you just need more. And in order to have enough to have it really work, it's like you, you need to be making it yourself, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so, um, because, because it's expensive, you know, like I sell a four ounce oil for $42 and that's what most people are selling them for. And I could not run my business doing it less. I've really calculated this whole cost of goods sold thing out and that's it. And you can make so much more for yourself for so much cheaper then you're going to buy it from me. Yeah, but it's so it's really good that you're there that you're you're an incredible resource for your community for people to learn about it and when they need it they can get it. Yeah, and I, I kind of think of it as like an introduction, you know. <laughs> Right. But if you really have some nerve pain, let's say you get some sciatica, you've got sciatica or you smash your finger, a contusion, bruise, an automobile accident, like all of those things, like you, you need much more. And so I think that's why the infused herbal oils are not really like this household herbal remedy, because people haven't really been able to afford to learn about them and understand just how powerful they are because you you need quite you need a bigger quantity and so when you learn to make them yourself shelf stable really the most effective way um, you know the most potent way to make oils they they become they're the foundation of my home apothecary they're what i reach to first they're what i call the least amount of effort for maximum return home remedy because you can make it once and have it all year long or half a year and they 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 cover you know pleasure like just like for massage oils and just enjoyment self-care but also there's first aid uses right and there's also um, illness prevention illness um, it, it just covers so your the oils cover so many more bases than 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 so many other herbal remedies and so if you're just starting out it's a great place to start because you you cover so many bases and it's also a fairly um, safe place to start. I mean, herbal medicine is very, very safe in general. But I feel like for people who are just a little nervous about um, I don't know, toxicity issues or am I going to take too much of this tincture or whatever, you know, that herbal body oil is really safe. Yeah, I mean, your kids can slop around in it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, your kids can slop around it, you can slop around in it, and um, and it's got so many, there's so many uses, and so I feel like it's a really great place to start, and if you're, if somebody's already making oils, um, I can, you know, I can, I'm pretty sure I can help you make more potent oils. You know, oh, yeah. I'm, Oh, you can't. Good at, at, <laughs> at, at what it takes to make take an oil to the next level of potency and also the next level of shelf stability, which is really one of the biggest issues. Right. Yeah. I mean, I had been making these oils for 11, 12 years before I took your course, even though I had originally learned it from you. There's some more refined techniques in your online course and it completely, like I've already said, changed our oil making game. So um, we're coming to the end of our time, but you do get more into the shelf life and preservation in your course and different mm -hmm. characteristics of different carrier oils, which is also a question I get a lot. So those are in your course. And um, tell us the structure of the course. There's three lessons. Is that right? Yeah, well, 
there's there there are more than three lessons but what we do is first we learn how to make the oils so i guide you through how to, just all the different steps of how do you make them how what to consider um what everything you need to know about making your oils and we do that with um several plants so that you really know how to um make different oils and then how to transpose what you learn onto um, using for other oils. And then we talk about knowing your oils, right? It's like relief, restore and prevent. <laughs> you know, so you can start with, you can, you can use your oils for headaches, irritated, irritated skin, sleeplessness. You can use it for bumps and bruises and trauma, or you can use it for rejuvenation. You know, there's so many different ways of, 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 of using your oils, but you wanna really know and understand them and what they're good for. And, um, you know, and like, <laughs> when do you use Arnica? Why, when do you use Calendula? And all, all that kind of like distinctions. And then there's applications, all the different, you know, scalp oiling, ear oiling, nasal oiling, foot oiling, oil compresses, warm compresses. You know, there's a lot of different ways to apply your oils. Okay. And then we go through um, self-care oil therapy and what that, and how you really do that and what that looks like, whether it be just like five minutes or if you have a once a week or once a month for more in-depth oil therapy. So yeah, wow. that's, that, it's, it's very extensive. And then it I have, is. you know, I've just, um, every question that everybody's had, I really try to get to the bottom of it. And so I've got all kinds of cheat sheets, like how to compare the different alcohols, how to compare the different carrier oils, where to get all the resources, right? And then I have a Q&A archive that's just over the top. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then also, what other oils you, can you make besides what we cover in class? Which herbs are best made fresh or dry? And so it's, it really is the most extensive re resource. If you're really wanting to take your home apothecary to the next level or start or begin your home apothecary, or if you have any, if, if somebody has any kind of herbal, of herbal practice or massage or healing practice and you're not really using your herbal oils, there's just so much there. Yeah, and I, I want to make very clear too that you have a video on making fresh plant infused oils and a video on making dry plant infused oils where you just go into every possible detail and troubleshooting with both of those methods on video. <laughs> um, you can play on pause. Yeah, yeah. And, and then of course there's the, you know, the downloadable PDF resources too. So you can have like that next to you when you're actually in the kitchen and just that, that guide on which herbs you have found to be most effective or easiest, um, dried versus fresh, I feel like is like one of the most valuable, um, pieces of paper in my home. <laughs> oh. I love, I'm so grateful because like you said, no one was teaching this or really like knew it on the level that you now know it because of your decades of experimenting and learning on your own. This is really a hard won wisdom. And I'm so, so mm -hmm. grateful that you are sharing it with people. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on a mission. Again, I, I, I'm looking out and going, God, the oils really need to become front and center, like so many other of the herbal you know, I mean, you can, the, the first aid alone, acne, bruises, burns, cuts, eczema, growing pains, scars, sprains, strains, diaper rash, you know, yeah, mm. it's just incredible what you can do with just one, you know, a lot of, one of the big um, issues people talk about is staying organized, getting overwhelmed, having too much stuff in their kitchen. It's like, this is one remedy. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I just, for me, um, like plantain and chickweed salve has saved my family so many times with just rashes and cuts and scrapes and simple things. Diaper rashes, both of my girls, anytime they had diaper rash, that salve, boom, gone. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah, when you make your own, you just save so much money. I mean, you just can eliminate pretty much all the other products that you buy from the store, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't buy anything at the store, really. Yeah. Yeah. I use so few products on my body, like shampoo and then the face things I talked about earlier and an herbal oil-based deodorant. <laughs> yeah. And also the, another really great bonus in this course is I have a favorite herbal oil blends. And so all the, you know, blends like the bedtime oil blend, the muscle ease oil, the headache oil bruise, you know, I have a lot of blends that are time tested that, that really people have gotten a lot of benefit with from over time. Oh, amazing. And you are the recipe master. <laughs> okay, Kemi, thank you. Thank you for talking to me today. And thank you for profoundly changing my life by introducing me to the concept of herbal body oiling. Oh, Amber, I love you so much. I love everything you do. And just thank you so much for, for everything. Well, yeah, I mean, it's because of you. So, <laughs> so back, back at you. And did you listen to the interview with Rosemary yet that you mentioned earlier? Um, we talk about, I realized as I was talking to her, like, you know, my herbal lineage is me, Cammie McBride, Rosemary Gladstar, <laughs> and then going back to her ancestors and her teachers. And so I just really yeah, need to honor you as like, um, as a as a teacher in my lineage. Oh, thank you, Amber. <laughs> so grateful. So grateful. Thank you, Cammie. Wow, you're probably feeling excited and maybe a little overwhelmed with all that information. But man, just, you know, go oil yourself and let it all integrate and infuse into your being and you'll feel so chilled out and happy to have the information. Thank you so much, Cami. And so the coupon code that you will use at uh, mythicmedicine.love, of course, is where the shop lives. Coupon code to get 10% off St. John's Wort Oils, which were just made and which are the deepest, most beautiful red color um, is Sunshine 10, Sunshine 10. St. John's Wort is sometimes called Sunshine in a Bottle because it just, you know, fully captures um, the solar energy and the like bright medicine of the sunshine at the summer solstice when the plant blooms. And so that is the coupon code. Uh, it'll be available there until August 19th. I almost never put things for sale in the shop. I don't even remember the last time I did it. So um, I'm giving this to you as a like intro into herbal body oils. If you've never used them before, then you can score one at a discount and you know really start to have that sensory experience of what it's like to use them. Uh, but of course, if you've been using them for years, you can still use the coupon code. And thanks so much for listening. Um, and be sure to also click the link in the show notes if you haven't yet and watch these videos. Start to get a feel for how you're going to make your own in the future, hopefully the near future. And here's a little 
bonus idea, tip. Um, you know, if by the time you're ready to make your own, things aren't quite blooming or at their peak as you would want them to be, which hopefully they still should be at this time of year, but some things will definitely already be passed. You can always make an evergreen oil. Always say this. You can always make an evergreen oil. Pine needle oil is swoon just beyond the way it smells, the way it feels on the body. Antimicrobial, super relaxing, great for joints, um, joint pain, or you know any ever any evergreen that you have around you. We're lucky enough to have redwood, and we put that into our ancestral communion oil alongside mugwort, cedar oil, um, fir. I mean, just just any evergreen because you can make it year round, right? Because they are evergreen. So. Thank you again for listening. Sunshine 10, Mythic Medicine, Dot Love, and happy, happy oiling. Thank you for taking these medicine stories in. I hope they inspire you to keep walking the mythic path of your own unfolding self. I love sharing information and will always put any relevant links in the show notes. You can find past episodes, my blog, and our handmade herbal medicines at mythicmedicine.love. We've got reishi, lion's mane, elderberry, mugwort, yarrow, redwood, body oils, an amazing sleep medicine, heart medicine, earth essences, so much more, more than I can list there, mythicmedicine.love. While you're there, check out my quiz, Which Healing Herb is Your Spirit Medicine? It's fun and lighthearted, but the results are really in-depth and designed to bring you into closer alignment with both the medicine that you're in need of and the medicine that you already carry and can bring to others. If you love the show, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash medicinestories. It is so worth your while. There are dozens and dozens of killer rewards there, and I've been told by many folks that it's the best Patreon out there. We've got ebooks, downloadable PDFs, bonus interviews, guided meditations, giveaways, resource guides, links to online learning and behind the scenes stuff, and just so much more. The best of it is available at the $2 a month level. Thank you. And please subscribe on whichever app you use. Just click that little subscribe button and review on iTunes. It's so helpful. And if you do that, you just may be featured in a listener spotlight in the future. The music that opens the show is by Marie Sue. That's M-A-R-I-E-E. S-I-O-U-X from her beautiful song, Wild Eyes. Thank you, Marie. And thanks to you all. I look forward to next time.